sweat the dogs out, baby. We are absolutely flying as the year of the dog continues in the NFL and right here on the Sunday card. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Week number four for the Sunday card. And my goodness, if it's anything like week number three, you will be rolling in it. You will be Scrooge McDucking all over town because we had a pretty good week. Dan Zampano, Maddie Ice, Maddie C, Magic Matt Silbreth here. I, I'm getting whimsical about the uh, rabbits out of the hats, the squirting flowers, the Magic Money Blind Parlay, first one of the year. Bang! It's on the board, baby. It's on the board. It took us a week three. We had a week one last year, but that's better than the Ofer year that we had the year before. So we're getting better at picking these these parlays, and that was a that was a nice one, a cherry on top of an already winning week. Yes, it was. It absolutely was. Magic Money Parlay was around plus four sixty. It wasn't crazy, but it was Atlanta and the Miami Dolphins. Can oh. you believe? Oh. It? The two, the two of magic, the two of magic and the Natty magic have to coincide sometimes. And, you know, uh, as we're watching Thursday night football, things are not going so well now for two. No, they're not. We'll talk about last week right now. Apparently I'm not allowed to say anything bad now about the dolphins at all because of Tua. So, uh, and, and what has happened tonight. So hopefully he's okay. Obviously after taking that bad hit and we're watching the Bengals dolphins game right now, but, um, that is not only the money line parlay hits that, the bet the narrative hits that with our producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone. The narrative, the narrative, the narrative, six and a half is good. It's even better with closing line value when it closed at four and a half, Lou, and it's even better when it hits on the money line. You know, uh, I didn't think uh, Josh Allen would be skipping rocks into the end zone, but uh, <laughs> we take a win however we can get sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, obviously it's not going so well for two in the gang right now. Obviously he's out, Teddy. Uh, Bridgewater, he's got another nickname I won't say on the show, but uh, <laughs> Kids he's, uh, he's got to lead the team. We'll see what happens. It's uh, But it's good to hit the narrative. What are we, uh, two and two, I think? Yeah, two and two yeah. because you had two in the first week and, and split that. So two and two on the narrative. That's very, very good. Dolphins get outgained by almost 300 yards. They have 50 less plays. They have four, 15 less first downs. They have 20 minutes left, less time of possession, and they're three and out. I just don't get it. It makes zero sense how this team is 3-0. and They're down by two right now to the Bengals, so maybe they pull it out, maybe they don't. Uh, I still don't believe in them, but they are 3-0. and So you got to give them credit. I, I knew we'd get into the nitty-gritty on that game as far as just like, how is this possible? How are they doing it? I mean – Again, that was a, that was very much a spot with with the amount of injuries that the, the the Bills had. Four injuries in their secondary. Five five defensive starters were out. I mean, with Poyer and Hyde both being out. At, you know, their entire safety room. So uh, it, it was ridiculous. And I think the only more ridiculous cover last week. I'm going to bring it up, Dan. It's my yeah. one loss in the week. Is Kansas so City? Kansas City. I mean, between. I mean, the blatant obviously just missed field goal at the end. Like. Blew that you rewind a little bit earlier. Travis Kelsey dropped the wide open uh, touchdown that looked like the sun got in his eyes, basically. So that that <laughs> damn dome being open, Jim Irsay playing a big big part in this game, leaving that dome open. He couldn't see a damn thing when he was trying to catch that ball. And then fourth and ten, we got Patrick Mahomes, a top five quarterback in this league, and, and you got to take a big field goal attempt with your punter to throw the ball for a first down. I mean, what are what are we doing? And they just kick field goals there. And they actually make the one later, which, again, clearly you see why they might have faked it because that guy's going to make like a 35-yarder, I think, that he mm-hmm. missed. So just blunders all over the place. The Colts still stink. I so mean, bad. That was just – I mean, that, like they cover that game. They win it outright. Like, really, like, that fourth and ten play feels like, you know, I, I think that they don't cover or, you know, they definitely don't win that game and they don't cover either. But, oh, brutal. Close, so close to a five and a week. Absolutely. I mean, that easily they should have won by at least a touchdown. Colts are still number 32 in my power ratings. I mean, they're like so, 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 so bad. They're bad in every metric, including on the offensive line. They're really bad. But you're right. Kansas City needs to buck her back, a kicker, in the war yeah. play. Like, they need him back so bad. So that was your only loss, Matt. Let's talk about the winners. Four and one. Magic Moneyline parlay hits. We talked about the Dolphins. They got it done. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. It was one of the very few 
favorites that covered. You had two of them. Matt, there were eight outright dogs that won on Sunday. You had two favorites that not only won but covered in Cincinnati and the Rams, who really, I mean, that game, you talk about that game for a second before we get Cincinnati, that game, the Cardinals had every chance in the world to backdoor cover that game, and they just couldn't do it. Yeah, no, the Cardinals are still still pretty bad uh, in that spot. And, yeah, I mean, Bengals, Bengals felt like they were cruising from the start. But that, that was a, a you know big-time get-right game for them. Um, didn't have nearly as much pressure on Burrow, and they, they were really kind of able to take some deep shots and get some explosive plays out of that one. Yeah, that was an easy one. No sweat. Cardinals, Cam Akers fumbling on the goal line. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm going to be able to swing this out, at least get a push because I added a plus four and couldn't get it done. But you do also hit on Carolina Panthers, Baker Mayfield. Ooh. And it honestly didn't even Ooh. feel like – it didn't even feel like a win because they stunk. That game that game was gross. I I, I didn't watch most of that one, honestly. It, it was just – yeah, the, the Saints kind of blundered that one away. Classic Jameis, you know. James is funny as it is. James playing with a broken back. Just there's really <laughs> the cards are stacked against him here. I mean, the chips are just all on the other side of the table in that one. But yeah, happy to sneak out with it. Finally, Carolina again. Carolina finally breaking there. I believe oh for their last fourteen or fifteen yeah. against the spread. Yeah, so break two and fourteen in the last sixteen games. I mean, oh good. God! So finally get on the board there. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one. You can thank uh, LaVisca Chenault taking off on the screen pass. Our boy. Our boy, best name in the biz. Uh, happy Rosh Hashanah, uh, 5783 Jews. Uh, love it. Um, the other game, though, that hit with the Moneyline parlay and also got me a cover, those dirty birds, those Falcons, man. They continue to do it. We got, we're down with the sickness this year, but it's a little different with Atlanta. I was just gonna say. I mean, I, I'm clearly I'm a year early at all these things. I mean, I was I'm the biggest <laughs> biggest you know birds guy going last year. And now you just you come in from the jump week one, and you've just been all over them now. And oh. now I'm like, now I can't. I feel like I can't hop back in. Like I don't know. Like come now, 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 now I'm piling on the party. I'm coming back in, and it's like I might you know walk in walk in the room like lay a big wet fart down. Oh, oh he's back now. And he's back. Like, yeah. Now it doesn't What's work. He doing the vibes here? are off. Like you know, I don't know. What's he oh, doing I down here in I, Atlanta? I can't believe you're you're riding the dirty birds like this. I, I'm riding them so hard. I'm riding them so hard. I, it's it's fantastic. It's so fantastic. I, you know the other team I'm riding, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then yeah. and nobody's nobody's hotter. Nope, nobody's no complaints hotter. there. It's great. It's great. That was so easy when Herbert was announced that he was going to start. I said, thank God. I mean, he's he's hurt. He's hurt. And nobody has more injuries right now. Chargers, God bless them. But 38 to 10, I was not expecting that. Yeah, talk about no sweat. I mean, that one felt like it was out of reach, you know, the whole time. And like some, I mean, both going down during the game. Uh Lindsley went down like they, Slater. Are, they are Slater's gone for the year now. I mm-hmm. mean, they are they're ravaged. Like, so tough sled to add for the Chargers. But yeah, I mean, Jacksonville top five in like a lot of offensive categories they've got a very elite two edge rushers on this defense like kind of legit here folks like i don't think this is a fluke like there's a lot of good things happening down in uh down in jacksonville i don't know i guess i mean i guess we just didn't see it coming right nobody predicted the jaguars to win the afc south i mean i don't know anybody yeah i can't think of anybody not right in front of my face at all no never mind Adam. Um, and then we have uh, the other winner was Dallas. I mean, sneaking that game out. That was garbage uh, coaching decisions all over the place in every which way. Dallas should have won that game by 17 points and CD dropping passes and all this crazy stuff. But he made up for it at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, that was that was, you know, never really in doubt for me. I never felt like we were out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was uh we we knew it. It was due. The Giants, you know, they they can't keep getting away with this. As Jesse Pickman said, they just they just can't keep getting away with this. If they were three and zero and the Dolphins were three and zero, I don't know if we would have had Dan on the show this week. Yeah, would have been tough. Definitely would have been tough. Um, two least favorite teams, but I digress. We talked about the head to head, the Cardinals not being able to cover. Tampa had a shot. Tampa had a shot against Green Bay. Um, you know, they they just could not get anything going down there. Um, it was very, very difficult for them, especially on the goal line delay of games on a two point conversion. I mean, that is totally ridiculous. So Tampa, um, their offense is still in shambles. Their defense is still really good. Green Bay is two and one, but doesn't look great. I mean, that game was not, 
uh, as advertised. No, both those teams. I'm still just like, ugh, I, I don't really know. It's like, I mean, talk about like the Bucks haven't. What did they put up? They haven't even gotten to like 40 points combined for their three games this year. Like I, they're definitely yeah. not at 50. I'm trying to think. I mean, man, just crazier things that we've seen is that uh, both them and Packers, their offense is just not what we, you know, we're expecting to see. Yeah, their high is 20. I think that's the most points that they've scored. So far right, they year. were like 19 week one, 20, and then seven last week. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. not at 50. So they're at 40, but oof. Tough, tough sledding there for the Bucks, and I think one of those was a pick six last week. So the offense is is reeling. Under the weather does not hit. Came close in Chicago, but it got like the Bears and the Texans all of a sudden became like you know just scoring at will in the first half, and then we could never get it down. So it came like this close. I was hoping a tie, and that's what I was really hoping for, but that was never going to happen. So Bears are two and one. By the way, who's the worst team? We're going to find. I, I, let me first ask you a question. Now nah, I won't ask you a question because it might be on your schedule because we got Giants are either going to be three and one or the Bears are going to be three and one. So it's going to be Jeez, very, very please. interesting. Oh my God. That's horrible. That is like, that is, I can't think of. If you're going to ask who's worse, I would say, I would say if the, the Bears get to three and one, that'd be disgusting. That was horrible. That's disgusting. And I, I'm hoping for the Giants to win because the Bears under win total is now like in danger in four weeks. It's crazy. I- I mean, Joe Flacco had more pass attempts, I believe, in each and all three games that he had this year than Justin Fields has combined in all three. <laughs> like, I think, like, it's crazy. Like, he's he's only up 45 pass, like, 45 pass attempts of the year. I know Flacco had 50 in his first two weeks. Like, he threw, like, 18 passes in that game, right? I mean, it was something crazy. crazy like, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so those are the, that's the recap. I go three and two. Maddie goes four and one. The under the weather doesn't hit. And the Magic Moneyline Parlay and the Bet the Narrative for Lewis hits on the Miami Dolphins so let us begin it is week four Maddie it is the year of the dog dogs this year are 29 18 and one so far this season it is their best start since 1996 we've been talking about it I've got five dogs on my board this week I'm going I'm howling at the moon think I might be right there with you I think that we are going to be heavy on the dogs I'm hoping that you know we're not adjusting this this week again this week Tons of tighter lines out there. Not a lot of big spreads. A lot of threes, threes and a halves, two and a halves. Like, so getting the best of the number, I think, at this point in the year is going to be really crucial. Um, but, yeah, it, not as many big uh, underdogs as we might like to bet. But I can see a few. Oh, I see plenty. I see a plenty. So do you want to pick or punt, winner? I, I'm going to pick here. I'm going to go first uh, because we're just going to stick to the game script. This has been the game script for three weeks now mm-hmm. and it's worked most of the time. We were very unfortunate last week, but we're going to keep fading the Indianapolis Colts wow. and I'm fading all the off season talk that I've given myself from, from this off season, but we're going to take the Tennessee Titans plus three and a half in this game. I mean, again, this is got a divisional match here. Not only, I mean, we, again, we're a big advocates of the home dog here on this one, but the road dogs have also been, again, like I said, you're the dog, but all, all the dogs are parking. So, uh, three and a half in the AFC South in these games with my king, my savior of the money line dog, Mike Vrabel, who is the king of money line dog. Uh, he is 18 and seven against the spread as an underdog uh, of over three points. And he is 17 and eight straight up in those games. Mm. But he is 20 and uh, 20 and 14. I didn't write it down here, but it's 20 and 14, 20 and 13 uh, straight up as an underdog in his career, no matter, regardless of the spread. Um, I I just think that these two teams are are pretty close, like not much of a passing offense. Matt Ryan looks just so, so damn slow and can't get out of his own way and definitely can't get out of defenders ways. Um, They are dead last in uh, offensive DVOA. They are 31st in EPA per play. That is the Colts. Um, And and so I think it's just really a battle of, of, kind of poor running games like Jonathan Taylor really hasn't gotten going. We know that Derrick Henry doesn't look like himself. So getting the hook in this game feels way more important than I think in anything else. So um, I, I think that it's going to come down to defense in this one. And I think it's going to be tight. So give me, give me the underdog with the hook on, on the three and a half. Tennessee Titans, man, this is a tough one. I have both of these teams rated very, very low. But as I said, the Colts are the worst team in football right now. I mean, they have not played better. They have not played worse than anybody. I mean, it's it's very, very sad. Um, I almost put this in my leans, 
I didn't know what to do with this game. It was very confusing. The line is at a three for the entire week, and now is at three and a half. So that kind of gives me pause. I'm like, are the Sharps really moving this line to the Colts? I mean, is this is this really going to happen? I just I can't buy in on this. I think it's a sharp trap, to be quite honest with you. If they're doing that, I, I, I think the Titans, like, this is a keep it simple, stupid type of game. I will probably have the Titans money line in the money line parlay, or I'm sorry, the money line uh, round robin that we do. So one of the five more than likely. I don't fault you for this one at all. Um, I like the Titans too. All right. All right. So, no, no mind melds off the start with five dogs. So we got, we're off for a lot of dogs out this yeah, week. There, there's a lot of dogs. And Maddie, you said something really interesting. You said mm. we are sticking to the script. Let's stick to the script. And let's fly down to Atlanta. Let's do it again. Atlanta Falcons. We're taking them again. It's a sickness. And the sickness is spread. They think the pandemic's over. It's not. It's Falcon fever. I'm taking the Falcons one more time. Falcons are currently one and a half point dogs. I got them at two and a half earlier in the week, which I feel really good about. Atlanta at one and a half at home against a Cleveland team that I think might be in a little bit of a sleepy spot 10 days coming off of that Thursday night win against Pittsburgh. Atlanta, surprisingly, is eighth in the league in DVOA offense. I think that that is very, very interesting. I think they've been dynamic. They finally got Kyle Pitts involved in the game plan last week, and it proved wonders. It worked wonders for a de- against a defense that, you know, I think obviously is has some pieces on it in Seattle, but it's a little bit overrated, I think. Um, not sure that Cleveland really does anything well. They run the football. Nick Chubb is leading. Nick Chubb is leading the league in rushing yards, and I understand that. But I'm not sure how – I'm not sure that they've really won any games dominating teams. I think they're a very, very beatable team. The question for me is can they choke out the Falcon defense? The Falcon defense we know hasn't been very good. I, I love Nick Chubb. He's on my fantasy team. And, and, and they are a good run offense by, by the numbers. But I, I think that they're a little bit right now maybe not given a lot of credit at all. I'm just – I think of them as really an average football team. I really do. Maybe I'm maybe I'm underselling them a little bit. And Atlanta, they give up a lot of yards per carry, but they haven't given up a lot of yards on the ground. That's what I'm thinking. And, you know, for Atlanta, they're going to have to choke them up, but they're going to have to score with them. There's no question about that. Cordero Patterson has been a dog. I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense played in this game. He's been incredible, Cordero Patterson. Will Miles Garrett play in this game? I, I don't know. The car accident thing, like – we don't know if he – we know he's, like, obviously healthy in terms of his life, but we don't know if he's actually going to play. Um, home dogs, they've been money. The Falcons are 3-0 and against the spread. That is a little bit scary, but what gives me a little bit of comfort is that this is a sharp play. 56% of the bets are on Cleveland. 60% of the money is on Atlanta. I'm going to take the Falcons. I feel like I have a good number. I think they win this game outright, and I think they'll probably be in the money line around Robin as well. Um, Mariota, dy- dynamic offense, getting London and Pitts involved. They're going to score here a lot. And I'm surprised that Cleveland is not as good of a pass rush team. I thought they would be better. So Atlanta, I'm going to take them plus one and a half. Yeah, I was looking at this game. You know, I was kind of going back and forth on the side of this one because I'm like, okay, so both these teams seem like they've got a, a pretty good offense and and neither of them have, have a stellar defense. Um, you know, I think Browns are top five in both rushing and passing DVOA and Falcons are tops uh, seven in both rushing and passing DVOA. So again, it's like, they're both right there at the top. And I was trying to like, kind of go through their schedule and be like, all right, well, maybe who had like a, a weaker schedule and defenses and they both kind of had some, some easier opponents. So I, I was, I'm so conflicted on this game. I'm back and forth. I don't know if we're getting too sweet on the birds. Like how, how long can we ride this gravy train? So uh, I, I'm staying away from this one because I, I could kind of just sway in both ways on this. Understood. Both of them have a top 12 schedule in the league. Um, Browns have a top five schedule in the league. So it is a uh, it's definitely a difficult one to, to swallow. But the Falcons have just been hot. Maybe they don't even win this game. I don't know. But I feel like they still cover in some way. They did it in week one. See if they can do it again. Number four, Maddie. Number four, I think it's time we get on the same page here, Dan. I think it's time we get on the same page here, and I think I know where we're going with this one. You're not going to let Bill Belichick be a double-digit dog, are you? I mean, you're just not going to let Bill Belichick catch 10 points? I mean, 10 points for the greatest coach of all time? 
Uh, we're going to take the New England Patriots plus 10 uh, wow. against the Green Bay Packers here. Uh, yes, we are down uh, Mac attack with Corporal Jones, um, but Brian Horner stepping in. And regardless of the fact that he has lost 11 straight starts, he has covered eight and three. He's, he's eight and three against the spread when he is catching five points or more. Four and one against the spread as double di- when getting double digits on the road. Bill Belichick, obviously elite in this spot. Um, coming off of a loss. Uh, so that's, you know, again, losing that game last week, uh, 48, 22 and one uh, week coming off of a loss. He is 29, nine and one um, on the road after a loss. And he is also 25 and three on the road after a loss as a dog or, or a favorite by uh, less than a touchdown. So he, I mean, it's, it's just a great spot for them. There's a million Bill Belichick dog stats, and they don't all apply just with Tom Brady. These are with Matt Castle, Mac Jones, Cam Newton. Uh, it's just kind of the game plan here. I think that the Green Bay offense has not looked like a well-oiled machine. They are having a hard time kind of pulling away from anybody, um, and that's kind of just their MO as well. Like If they have a seven-point lead in this game, they're going to just slow it down, run the ball, play conservative. Uh, they'll play conservative on defense as well, where – Maybe maybe Hoyer can can dink and dunk his way down there, but I just think it's too many points here. Uh, we love getting on the first week of the backup quarterback because again, there's just so much bought in. I mean, the look headline on this was minus five. You're telling me Mac Jones right now how he's playing is worth five points? There's no chance. I mean, he's not worth that much in this game. So uh, we love taking these the first week of the backup quarterback. Uh, obviously, this isn't really one of those situations of like no tape on. Like Brian Hoyer's been around for a little bit, but. Still too many points, still too much of an over-adjustment from the general public just saying, well, Mac Jones is hurt, bet the other side. Give me Hoyer the Destroyer. Let's go. Let's go, Brian Hoyer. This is the most over-inflated line. It's my number two pick. It's my number two pick in the in the slot, but I'll just go right to it. We have a mind melt. Bottom line, the Patriots have turned the ball over way too much, way too much. But why is that, Matt? It's a combination of bad play calling by Patricia. There's no question. And Mac Jones, bad quarterback play. Well, guess who's not there? Mac Jones. And honestly, Hoyer is the perfect conservative Belichick just soldier to go out there, hand the ball off to Harris and Stevenson, and make low-risk throws. That's all you got to do at any cost. Go out and win this game running the ball 37, 38 times. I mean, seriously, that, that's that got to be it. Plus, the Pats' run offense is amazing. The Patriots have the number one run offense DVOA in the league. The Packers have the worst pass uh, – I'm sorry – run defense in the entire league DVOA. They're 32nd in rush DVOA on defense. It is a huge mismatch. Also, Patriots' offensive line. In terms of pass rush, they are number one in the league in in pressure rate allowed. They give up the least amount of pressure to their quarterback of anybody in the league. And that's also to do with a lot of the product of their offense. If you think about the Patriots offense, it's actually, in in theory, it's very simplistic, but it's very complicated in terms of terminology. So that's what makes it hard to run. And Hoyer is the guy that's been there for years. He knows how to do it. I completely agree with you with the Packers offense. This offense stinks. I mean, it it really does. I haven't seen them play. I've seen them play one good half, one good half, and they ran the ball on Chicago. I don't think they can run the ball that well. I think the Patriots' defense is still very good. They're getting Kyle Duggar back off an injury. Um, he didn't play last week in the game. They have to get um, they have to get uh, Lawrence Guy. Hopefully, if he can play, Lawrence Guy is the whole defensive line. That's going to be a huge thing for them. But the Patriots have have ten sacks on the year. That's top five in the league. Um, Belichick special, Belichick special, 30, 17 and two against the spread as a dog, six and two against the spread of a dog is six points or more. He's 11 and one as a dog off a loss against the spread. That is incredible to me. 59% of the bets are on green Bay. 64% of the money is on new England. Bring it back, baby. Just when you thought we were dead, we might win this game outright. I don't even know. I was just going to say, I mean, the money lineup when I saw it was plus 370, and there might have just been a couple shekels thrown thrown that way as well. I mean, wow, it's, big it's, game hunting. I, I haven't seen, yeah, I said this, this, I've seen crazier things in this league than uh, Bill Belichick maybe going in and upsetting 
uh, an Aaron Rodgers, you know, a lacking Aaron Rodgers that went in just kind of upset Tom Brady a week ago. Uh, again, I, I might be reading the narrative tea leaves. I feel like that's what I'm seeing here, Lou, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's where we're going later in the show. But uh, yeah, I, I think 10 points is just crazy. It's an overinflation. The only thing that gives me pause, there's one quarterback that has ripped your freaking throat out here in this entire show, and it's Aaron Rodgers. It's true. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's Aaron well, that too. <laughs> but I mean, Aaron Rodgers and you don't get along. That's all. I'm saying. <laughs> no, this is true. He has, you know, he definitely has a personal vendetta against me, myself, and I. <laughs> well, you know, listen. There's a there's a first for everything. You know what I mean? We we we're now against him. Screw that guy. He's he's degenerate. Um, let's go to number. I mean, this would be number three for you. So go ahead. Yeah, so this one here, I think this was um, – you, you said the word earlier, and I, I don't know if I'm falling into a sharp trap here, but this is one I saw all of the experts on Twitter and everybody talking about basically last week and leading into it. Baltimore, Baltimore plus three, down to plus three. I mean, I saw everybody snag this Baltimore plus three and a half. I kind of was riding along with it because I, I can hear it, but I am nervous of the Bills coming off of a loss. Um, you know, think about them dropping two in a row. But if you really look at it, the Bills are just not – the same team that they were week one against the Rams. This is not the team that we are expecting coming into this year. They are depleted right now. They have so many injuries. Um, like I said, between they were missing five defensive starters last week, four of them being in the secondary. Um, some of those guys might be coming back this week. Again, it's only Thursday. Like we're not really totally sure who's coming back, but I, I, I think, I believe it's uh, Micah Hyde. I think it's done for the year, right? Or is it Poyer? Yeah, he's, the, he's done. Poyer, Poyer practice this week. So it sounds like he has his go. Right. So, so they might be back, but still, I just think there's so many injuries there and, and, and Baltimore, I mean, they're getting healthier. Like they've been injured for these first few weeks. Their secondary has been a disaster as well. Um, but it, so I just think that some of those guys coming back, they're able to be able to, to, to cover um, Diggs and, and Gabe Davis here. And Lamar's just been excellent this year. I mean, Lamar is incredible. I don't, you know, I don't know. There, there's not really a game script out in Lamar anymore. There was kind of, you know, playing zone against them. To, so we got to we see him. And then he was staring against zone. And all right, now we can now we can zero blitz him. And guess what? Lamar's figured out the blitz this year. And mm-hmm. that was like really the game script kind of what kept him down last year. He had 150 yards passing and three touchdowns against the blitz in the first half last week. Yep. I mean, he is absolutely tearing it up. So I really am not sure what the Bills game plan defensively is going to be um, because, if you don't, they're going to now have to, you can't blitz them. So you can't get creative. And now you're going to have to sit back with your less than stellar secondary and, and play too high with, with, you know, not as good cover guys that you want. So I just think that that's dangerous. And again, talk about good coaching here as a dog, Harbaugh. Harbaugh is the third best coach uh, as a dog in his career. He's 48, 33, and three. Uh, the only two coaches better than him uh, over the, since, 2000, uh, since 2003, out of 143 coaches, the only two that are better than them are Sean Payton. And Dan, can you guess the other guy? Can you guess the other guy who uh, I mean, I pretty would, good as a dog? I imagine it was Bill Belichick. Or, or, or is it no? Is it the other guy? It's our guy Mike Tomlin. It's our guy okay, Mike, Mike Tomlin, Tomlin as a yeah, dog. I was going to say Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Mike Tomlin and uh, Sean Payne, the only guys better than him. Uh, Harbaugh, 4 and 0 as a dog uh, in the past three seasons against the spread. He went 2 and 2 straight up in those games, losing both games by just one point. So, um, Little on the money line here, definitely mm. on the plus, definitely on the plus three. Hopefully, again, maybe you guys were on Twitter earlier this week and able to see three and a half, but uh, I don't think you're going to see that the rest of the week. So, no, nope. uh, give me Baltimore plus three. The the the, the beauty of, of what you're saying is like cover two. If the Bills sit back in that, I mean, you're basically giving up the run. Right. I mean, that's, the whole thing. I, I, I really don't know. Now that Lamar's figured out the blitz, like, what is the defensive game plan against the Ravens? It's yeah. you, you pick your poison. I mean, the, uh, that was the first time the Patriots had ever, and we talked about it. And it was it was a trap. I mean, the Patriots easily could have won the game, but you said it to me, Matt. You reminded me of something that I've said in the past. The Patriots have trouble with running uh, quarterbacks, and they were exposed because they kept blitzing. They blitz like 30% of the time. They don't do that a lot, and Lamar just ate them up, and they ran all those C gap plays and, uh, Dobbins came back. I mean, the weather too. Watch the weather in this game. Right. The weather. I, I'll tell you what. I've said it a million times since the Bills have had Josh Allen. They may be from Buffalo. They are not built for the outdoor weather. They really aren't. Yeah, they, I didn't even bring that up. I mean, that was the other like my last note here is like like Baltimore or sorry Buffalo just can't run the ball. They cannot run the ball. So it's like if you've got winds and rain coming from the hurricane that's coming up. 
I mean, absolutely advantage to Baltimore. Yeah, we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. I like it. Uh, I'll go back to number four uh, for me. And uh, like we said, we stick to the script. Same old song and dance. Ride it to it dies. Welcome to the jungle. Jacksonville Jaguars. The Doug Peterson revenge game is on in Philadelphia on Sunday. Good old Dougie P, who I actually don't really like that much, but it's okay because this week he's riding or dying with his boy Trevor Lawrence. Can we just talk about Trevor Lawrence and how good he's been and how he's a top five expected points added, that he's number two in passing DVOA? This kid, I mean, there's a reason why this guy was the highest touted prospect since luck, right? I mean – he has absolutely balled out in three games, 100%. But, Matt, you know what I like better? I love this defense. I love this defense. Number one in turnover differential, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number four in DVOA defense, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, Matt, you know what they're also number one in? Rush defense against the Eagles. That's very interesting, is it? I love Love how opportunistic Trayvon Walker has been. Josh Allen has been. Devin Lloyd, the young kid, has been. Their corners have been pretty decent. They have really – they added a Luicon, the, the linebacker from the Falcons, who's an all-world all linebacker. I mean, they really have played very, very well. And I think that they are um, prime, absolutely prime, to go out and win this game. Um, there's a chance that they can win it. I think this game will be very close. And I think the key to this game – is James Robinson. I think James Robinson and Travis Etienne need to have big games for them to win. Robinson is ninth in the league in rushing. And the one flaw that the Eagles defense has, the Eagles have been fantastic. I think they've been the best team in football. There's no question. But the one flaw that they have is that they are not good at defending the run. They are 30th in rush yards per attempt on defense. They give up 5.4 yards per carry. We saw it with the Lions in week one. I think we could see it again here, especially again, another weather game. It might be an opportunity that Hurts might be a little careless with the ball. We know that that he, uh, you know, has been a lot better this year with taking care of the ball. But let me see how he works in a, in a, in a rainstorm. 52% of the bets are on Philadelphia. 59% of the money is on Jacksonville. And if the Eagles, listen, they haven't scored in the second half in the last two games. So, if there is an opportunity for a backdoor cover, getting six and a half points, I think it'll be in this one. I do think the Eagles will probably win it, but I think Jacksonville covers this game, plus six and a half. Yeah, this one's in my leans category here. Uh, I get it. It just feels like another one where I'm just like, how how long can we ride the train until the wheels fall off between Atlanta and Jacksonville? You know, I'm just – I'm a little nervous about it. So, uh, it's in my leans here, but, again, I can't – I think that maybe they – everybody hasn't caught up and it's, you know, you're still getting value on the Jaguars only because they're playing against a super, again, public favorite team, kind of similar to the bills last week. Like the only reason you, you were still getting value on Miami last week is because the bills were such a big, you know, super bowl favorite and overall, and everybody's obsessed with how good they look this year. Eagles kind of the same thing. And nobody's really being like Jacksonville is not just fluky winning these games. Like they are a very, very good team. So I think you're still not getting a full value on, on Jacksonville here for, for the public perception. So uh, I'm right there with you. I just, I just couldn't put it in my five. That's my team. I think it's my team this year. It really is. I, I got them very, very highly power rated. I got the Eagles rated number one in my power ratings, but at the, at the end of the day, six and a half, it just, they're just continue not to get the respect. And maybe, maybe they haven't played a good team. I mean, they played Washington and lost. They played the Colts and destroyed them and they played the chargers who were all banged up. So this is definitely a step up in competition for Jacksonville, and it's a completely different offense than they've played, but I still think they have the goods to get it done. So I, I like this pick. I like it a lot. Let's go to – what is it? I don't even know what you're on, number two now? Num number two. Okay. Uh, number two for me, this one I think is just – I, I, I kind of think this is a good spot, and I really think that this team's not going to be right yet with all their injuries, and that's – we're going to have to take Houston Texans plus five and a half here against the, the Chargers. I think that, uh, I think that again, this Chargers team is so banged up right now. I mean, Herbert doesn't look like himself with, with the ribs and everything, and he's going to keep continuing to play. And it feels like, you know, it feels like we're in, obviously he's a much better quarterback, but we're in a Baker situation last year where he's injured and still wants to play. And we're still going to treat it like it's Justin Herbert as far as the line goes. But it really, well, I mean, it has come down a little bit because it was the look ahead was minus seven on this. It's down to five, five and a half. 
uh, here, here and there. So, I mean, like I said, Slater out for the season. Bosa might not be out. Keenan Allen practiced Thursday, but left with a trainer. I mean, the, J.C. Jackson, Corey Lindsley, these are like really key parts of their team that are just hurt. And we just know that Houston's just a frisky team. And I just, I just think Houston's constantly going to be a pest in people's sides. Um, the Chargers defense hasn't looked fantastic as it was this year. So missing Bosa now uh, is going to be a, a big knock to them as well as Jackson. So uh, I just think too many injuries here, too many points for Houston. Uh, so give me the Texans to uh, hopefully maybe sneak out something at home. We are living in Mine Meld, USA. This is a Houston Texans. Easy. I mean, easy. I got a five and a half. I hope you did. Um, yep. This is a totally based on the Chargers injuries. Completely 100% agree with you. And can we give credit where credit is due? The Houston defense is really good. I mean, yeah. can we just say, I'll say this. I'll say it right now. The Houston Texans really could easily be 3-0. and Easily be 3-0. and they tied with Indianapolis in week one. They had a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter. They were right there with Denver at, at the end of that game, had a, had a bunch of chances to score. And then they took the Bears to overtime. And, yes, they lost the game. Maybe you don't put this in the money line parlay or in the money line. Maybe you do. I don't know. I, I don't know if I trust the Texans to win the game, but certainly to keep it within a touchdown. Absolutely. And it's a weird number. It's five, five and a half. It, it's not quite there. Maybe you'll be, oh, well, you know, they're under six. It's like, nah, I don't know about that. The Chargers banged up everywhere. The Texans' offense is not great, but their defense is really good. They're number two in completion percentage. They're number three in defensive passer rate. They have 10 sacks on the gear. They're fifth in pressure rate. They're fifth in red zone defense. They've only given up 19 points per game. And let me ask you something this, Matthew. Who the heck is Brandon Staley, okay? This guy might be the biggest joke of all time with his so-called great defensive mind, the most overhyped coach in football right now. They are 30th in pressure rate. They are 17th against the run. They give up 4.6 yards per carry. They give up 28 points per game. They are so overrated, it's disgusting. The better defensive coordinator is on the other side with Lovey Smith. He's got the young kids in Stingley and Petre that have been fantastic for them. Great rookies that have really worked out. We love Lovey over Staley. I love the Houston Texans plus five. Yeah, I mean, Staley, talk about the you know them not being able to stop the run. I mean, that has been this the, this script against them for years now, mm-hmm. and like they still just have ever since Staley came in, and they have not been able to figure out. So again, yeah, he's stuck in the one spinning his wheels trying to figure out that defense. But uh, hey, I, I'm glad. Hey, my Meld City, let's go. My Meld City. The only thing that gives me pause, Damian Pierce, a little banged up. Not sure if he's going to play, but is it that big of a loss? I mean, you, you can't replace that with Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack and, and Mark Ingram as a three-headed thing. Like, he's a rookie, you know? I mean, and he hasn't really looked great in the first couple of games, honestly. I am on my fantasy team, trust me. I watch a lot of them. He's okay. He's okay. But he's better than them, but he's not amazing. I think when he gets when he gets to the game, he's not getting a ton of usage right now. I think when he gets to the game, he looks pretty good. He's able to rip, rip off a couple of runs uh, yeah. last week or two weeks ago when I was watching. But all right, it's uh, on to me for number one here because that was uh, that was your oh no, take your take your best shot. You're gonna hate this. Right. <laughs> get get ready. You're gonna hate it. Right. I mean, this is the one time that we can say that Cliff Kingsbury is about to outcoach the hell out of Matt Rule in this game. I mean, we have a genius on my side of the ball with the Arizona Cardinals plus one and a half going up against the man who just spits and drools on himself, Matt Rule, on the other side. I mean, this is the time when you oh. want to take the prom Kingsbury. I know you don't want to, you don't want to look at it, Dan, but you don't have to look at it as much about betting on Cliff, even though Cliff is 14 and three against the spread as a road dog in his career. Uh, you can really think about it as betting against Matt Rule and Baker Mayfield as a favorite. Do you think Matt Rule and Baker Mayfield is a favorite? Just that stinks, doesn't it? And the numbers tell you so because uh, the car, the Carolina Panthers are three and ten against the spread um, as a favorite under Matt Rule. Baker Mayfield in his career is 11, 22 and one as a favorite in his career. And speaking of Baker Mayfield, he's been brutal. The only buddy, the only person worse than him is Justin Fields right now. And Justin mm-hmm. Fields again has. We said the Joe Flacco thing earlier, right? He's back. He's not throwing the ball. They can't throw the ball at all. Um, 
he ranks right now Baker from a clean pocket. He ranks 33rd out of 34 quarterbacks for on target throw percentage. So that takes out drops. That takes out this. This is, you know, is he putting it in the window for the receiver to make a play? He is 33rd of 34 because we've had two back of play in this year. I mean, that is so bad. He is so off target and not for nothing. I mean, He's, we already know he's bad against the blitz and, and Vance Joseph is going to dial up a ton of blitzes this weekend against him because the Cardinals, they do get a ton of pressure, at least when they blitz, unlike Miami Dolphins who blitz all the time and don't get any pressure, but they are a blitz heavy team, but they are getting pressure at a top 10 rate in the league. Um, we know Baker's not good in that situation. And after that stat that's been flying around this week about the Panthers, the Panthers are one in 25 straight up. Five and twenty-one against the spread when their mm-hmm. opponent scores seventeen points or more, just seventeen points. I think Kyler Murray can get the boys in the locker room saying, hey, "We need to score two touchdowns and a field goal, and we can win this game." So, give me Arizona here. Uh, like I said we're going to back Cliff. Cliff on the road. Uh, Cliff on the road is eighteen seven and two against the spread in his career. Second out of fifty-nine coaches uh, in the past few seasons. And his home record of that span is nine and 17, 59 out of 59 coaches over the past few years. We like him as a road dog. We like him as a road dog. And it's time to back the prompt king. Let me tell you something right now. You are the only person in America betting on this game. I, I, I am not because the bets, it almost scares me because this is too much of a public dog. I believe right now the bets are really heavy in favor of Arizona. It is. Yes, th- this is a public a, dog. But yeah. I, what is what is the volume being bet on this game? I mean, nobody's going to watch this game. No, you're right. Corner TV game. Oh, uh, corner TV game, 100%. Matt, I, I'm sorry. I, I cannot tell you. To, I mean, he is um, – he's not a good guy. He left me – like, he left his date at, you know, just sitting there taking pictures by myself at prom, like, last week. Like, I'm sitting there, and everyone else has got a date. And I'm waiting to put my corsage on my um, on on a prom king, and and pin the pin the flower to his lapel, and he just never showed up. In fact, he showed up with like two other girls. Unbelievable. <laughs> so it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. I know. Hey, I just compared. I told you were gonna hate it. I knew you were gonna hate it. That's why. I, that's myself. why I had to make it my number one too. I had to yeah. save the best for last. I'm sorry. I just compared myself to a high school girl, but it, at the same time. Uh, I can't condone this. It's also a public, um, public dog, uh, public dog. So God bless you. I, I, I can't condone it, but God bless you anyway. Um, I'm just going to go to my number one, set it and forget it. This is number one. There's no question. Um, the winner of this game is the inside track for the MVP Baltimore Ravens plus three against the Buffalo Bills. That's my number one pick of the week. We're mind meld all over the place. Didn't want to say it before because it was my number one and I wanted to build suspense. This is an Edgar Allan Poe book, an Edgar Allan Poe fable that is coming to life. It'll be dreary. It'll be wet. And the Buffalo Bills, you know, a telltale heart. This is a telltale heart right here. This is Lamar ripping the hearts out of Buffalo fans. There will be panic in the streets in Buffalo. All of a sudden, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. After the first three, after the first two weeks of everything going right for Buffalo, Lamar has been absurd. Number one in touchdown passes, number one in passer rate, third in yards per attempt. Um, he, by the way, he's fourth in the whole league in rushing yards. Let's just like throw that one out there. Like out of all running backs in the league, the fourth best running back or most rushing yards by running back is Lamar Jackson, who's a quarterback. Um, weather, 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 weather. Sixty-one degrees. Quarter inch of rain. Hello, Ian. Winds up to 20 miles an hour. Thoughts and prayers to all the people in Fort Myers and Tampa area, obviously. And like I said, the Bills, contrary to popular belief, are not built for weather games, Matt. I've seen it before. Last year against the Falcons. Last year against the Patriots in their building. They are not built for weather. A weather like this with wind and rain and sleet and snow. By the way. The number one reason why the Ravens offense, I think, is working outside of Lamar Jackson, why it worked so well last week, J.K. Dobbins is back. That is so huge. They have needed a running back back there. Like, that's not Kenyon Drake. And J.K. Dobbins being back helped that lineup tremendously. Both teams have a lot of injuries. I saw Deion Dawkins is sick this week. He hasn't practiced a lot. Jordan Phillips still with the hamstring. 
their starting quarterback, uh, cornerback Brentford. Uh, he still has a broken hand. The Ravens are getting back Ronnie Stanley this week. I mean, he's going to play. They're really only missing Justin Houston um, probably this week, and it's a great rare spot for the Ravens. They are 5-0 and against the spread as a home dog since 2017. 51% of the bets are against are on Baltimore, but 84% of the money is on Baltimore. Take it. I took it three and a half, like you said, and, of course, sprinkle the money line. They will be in that spot. Baltimore, Ravens, Edgar Allan Poe, scary, spooky stuff on the last weekend in September. I Actually, wish- no. This is going to be the first weekend in yeah. October, so there you go. Exactly. Even more spooky. Yeah. Uh, no, I was I was surprised when you didn't hop on with this one with me. I was like, oh, okay. I thought I thought me and Dan would be aligned on this one, but you know, you, again, very sensible, very good of you to you know keep that in the back pocket. So just like uh, the so, author so, would do. So is that three mind melts on the week then? So we're we on, have we're Ravens, at- Patriots, and Houston Texans. Wow, 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 wow! And I was very close to having the Jaguars in there. So, oh, uh, but you know, I had to make sure I got the prop game in there. So that's that. <laughs> I, I, I do. I see all this, all this Lamar love. I just see Lou shaking his head, nodding his head over there because I know he's got a pretty looking Lamar oh. MVP ticket sitting in that account. Oh. Just as do I, Lewis. You convinced me. You're a, you're a wizard, Lewis. Come to me. Come to me. The <laughs> man is magic. Me. I was a year early last year. I said that to both of you. I was I was a year early fantasy wise, but then again, they were ripped apart by injury. I, I gave you all the reasons. Lamar puts people in the seats, sells tickets. Guy's fantastic. Electric. Bet on himself. Contract here. Screw yeah. your $250 million. I'll be the richest guy in the league. Bang. Just watch. God, That's good. I love that guy. Bang. I think, think, think we just locked up. The Thursday night game should be locked up here as everybody's, you know, already knows this is over. But interception there for the Bengals of the game. That's another unit. I, that's, I really wish this wasn't a Thursday night game. Bengals minus three and a half would have been in my top five, 100%. I was yeah. all over, I'm all over the Bengals Easy. tonight. Uh, Again, because I guess as much as I can give you grip about, you know, taking Miami last week, once we reeled everybody in, once we reeled that Dolphin, he said, everybody believes in the Miami Dolphins now. Perfect. Now we can fade. All right, great. Yeah. Now we can now we can get on the other side. 100%. And it's not over the three minutes left, but it's – it's. I have Bengals minus three and a half. I have the under 48 and a half. I just – I love it. It's Ooh. beautiful. It's, it, looks, it looks good. Let's go to Lanes. What do we got in the old – you know, let me tell you a few. Actually, let me tell you a few first. Because I want go your opinion it. on this. Go I got a – incredible number on the Seattle Seahawks this week. I got the Seahawks. They are four-point dogs right now, Lions. I have the Seahawks plus six and a half yeah. against, against the Lions. I feel great about that. I feel very good. I really – who are the Lions to be given that that, that many points? I'm sorry. It's not, it's not time yet. I know. The Lions' offense is great. Their defense is horrible, but – Man, I don't know. So you're, you're, that's, you're, it's a bet on, on, on Geno Smith to outpace this offense right now. And I just, he did it against Seattle, the Falcons Seattle. last week. He was right in the game. I know. Yeah. That one had a sweating. So, oh, man, that one's gross. That one, yeah. That one, that one stinks to high hell. I, I'm, I'm way out on that one. So, yeah. Uh, I just wanted I, to know what you thought of it. I love the Seahawks this week. They were this close to being in the top five, but the value was all gone. I mean, so yeah. that was the only other thing. And then my only other one, I think, was San Francisco. Uh, what do you think about that game? I mean, that, we love Shanahan. I love Shanahan. The line's now down to one and a half. I got it two and a half. I'm, I'm a little shocked that that was the case, but Shanahan has owned McVay. That, that one was sitting in my back pocket because I'm like, I was like trying to get some other ones in there because, like, again, I don't love this matchup, but like at the end of the day, like if it came down to it, I'm like, I mean, Shanahan owns McVay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly what you just said. Like, I didn't really have like, like the numbers as far as the team goes. San Fran, their offensive line. I mean, they're so they're down Trent Williams, but before, even before that, their offensive line's been a problem. Mike McClinchy is not the man he used to be. He is getting whooped on the on the other side of that line uh, as a tackle. He's probably have to slide over to the left now. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't feel good about San Francisco at all. But that one was definitely just sitting in my back pocket in case I couldn't find a, a fifth pick here to throw on this board. Oh, it was close. It was definitely right there. But I felt like I had to keep Atlanta in there, no question. Um, any for you? Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh minus three against the Jets. Oh, that's another one. Yep. Zach, I'm, I'm, Zach, Zach Wilson coming back. I mean, first game, this guy hasn't played a competitive game in forever. Uh, and, and I just think I know that the Pittsburgh offense has been pretty bad, but I think that they'll still be able to be fine, you know, handling the Zach Wilson storm. And then out in old London town, uh, you know, I thought about going with uh, the Minnesota Vikings. But, you know, oh, uh, Jerry, Jerry, I don't. 
I don't love taking the, you know, the favorites have been good over in London, but I just, uh, once the Saints have been there before, so that whole coaching staff's done this kind of rig and roll before. Kevin O'Connell hasn't, and that kind of could play a little bit into it. So I, I had to stay away from this one, but I, I like that. I got a number on uh, Minnesota minus two and a half. That's also, it's also up to three now, okay. too. So, so I, don't, I don't love it as much. So, but getting them under a field goal, um, which was sitting out there until like, until like Wednesday, until like yesterday. So I was like, ugh, like I got on them early and I was like, I thought this would have been at the three by now, but it's there now. So that one's tough. And I don't think the Saints, we had a lot of love for the Saints early on. And I don't think, you know, Jameis is really kind of the defense is, the defense is still okay, but yeah, it's not that good though. Yeah. It's not, it's not as good as we might've hoped it would be. And James is turning the ball over way too much. So I don't even know if James is going to play. There's, there's yeah, thoughts out might, there. Might, might be Andy Dalton. Might be Andy Dalton this weekend, and maybe even no, no Michael Thomas. There, there could be a chance of that as well. So, but the problem is Kirk Cousins on the road, or not on the road, but he's in London as a favorite. That's my only. He's a he's a bit of a wanker, as they say. But like, <laughs> there's just you know, um, I don't know. I, the game just kind of stinks out loud for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely a wanker. Uh, but the only other one I can think about too is uh, Kansas City minus one and a half against. Yeah, yeah, this is a toughie because this like, is a toughie. Like, I, are we just gonna keep buying it? Like, oh, Tampa's gonna figure it out. Tampa's like, yeah, but is Kansas not. City? What is Kansas City doing? I mean, their their offense certainly is not as explosive as it as it was, and they're going up against the still. My metrics say they're the best defense in football. Yeah. Yeah, this one's tough. That's why, I mean, I had to leave that one out, but then you got, and then you got misplaced from this game. That, this game might be in Minnesota. You know what I mean? So, well, they announced today it's going to be in Tampa. So. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. I mean, just, just madness all over the place with that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That being in Tampa after all this, it makes me like Tampa a lot more. So I'm glad they didn't yeah. lean that way. Yeah. It, it's definitely that, that was the hardest game on the board. One more I want to get to real quick Raiders Broncos. Is it, is it, Broncos are going to figure out their offense, or is it hungry dog runs fast or take the own three team? Uh, yeah, own three team that's favored by two and a half points. That stinks out loud. Yeah. So yeah. that one, that same one thing me. like tonight. It's like the same thing as tonight taking. Yep. Oh, why are the Dolphins three point dogs into a one and two team and they're three and out? It's like, well, I think there's a reason for that. Yeah, and that's. I mean. Yeah, the things going on in Las Vegas are not great right now for yeah. McDaniel's, McDaniel's and the boys and Derek Carr. Derek Carr's having a hard time with that offense, that's for sure. No, it's not good. It's it's certainly not good. Um, yeah, that's that's really where I'm at with all those games. I, I, I there's probably I definitely think Tennessee will probably be in there by kickoff. There's no mm. question. I actually originally liked the Jets, and then kind of thought, and then I found out Zach Wilson was starting. I'm like, yeah, probably not. So, yeah, no, never mind. Yeah, not, not a good idea. Okay, specials. Let's go to the under the weather. Under the weather is, we mentioned it in Baltimore, that it is going to be extremely rainy. And uh, that is a little bit of a cause for concern. That number is very high. It's come down. It was like 53 to open, and it's down to 51. Um, and that's going to be a quarter inch of rain. I think you could absolutely take that. But I'm actually going to do the um, game in Philadelphia. I'm going to take the Eagles-Jaguars. This game is going to be a little bit of a slugfest, I think. I think the Eagles not scoring a ton of points in the second half is going to get this maybe to the under. Um, Here is the weather on Sunday afternoon. Considerable cloudiness, occasional rain showers. Chance of rain is about 50%, but the wind 17-mile-an-hour winds coming in. That's where the hurricane is kind of going towards on that Sunday. It'll be probably worse in Baltimore, but I can see these offenses still kind of being efficient running the football and Josh Allen throwing through the wind because he's got a very strong arm. So I'm going to take the Eagles-Jaguars because I think the Jaguars are going to want to run the football on Philadelphia anyway, and we know how Philly operates with their run game. So the over-under in that game, I just want to pull it up real quick. I believe it was 48. I could be wrong on that. I just I just had it here. I'm going to look it up real quick. The over-under on that game is 45 and a half. I didn't want to give it out wrong. So I'm going to take the under 45 and a half Eagles, Jaguars in a wet and windy city of brotherly love. 
I love that. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I think that's like I said, the defenses on both these sides have been playing pretty well this year, um, especially Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I think people are just not accepting and ready to hear how good that they are. The fact that you've got two elite edge rushers and some really good linebackers, like that could spell for a good defense. Yeah, no question. All right. We have hit our first Magic Moneyline parlay of the season. That was fantastic. Dolphins and Falcons. We have. I don't think we were able to do a back-to-back weeks last year. Don't think so. Don't I think so. So this is an interesting week. There's a lot of heavy dogs. You could go, you know, sprinkle. You did that last week pretty good. Or are we big game hunting this week? There's a lot there. Getting out the hound dogs, sending them on the tracks, and going to get, like, the moose. That's, that's what we're looking for. What are we feeling this week, Maddie? See, now you just hyped it up. I feel now I feel like I got to tuck my tail between my legs because I'm not going big game hunting here. I'm not, oh, you know, I'm not, he's playing it's it safe. Not, it's nothing crazy. We're not right. going nuts. Right. Uh, part number one has to be, we're, I told you, my, my, my Lord and Savior, my king, my king dog, my king coach here, Mike Brable. This is where I wrote my stat down. I wrote it down in my Moneyland Parlay uh, portion of the notes. Uh, 20 and 15 straight up as a dog uh, is Mike Vrabel in his career. And Matt Ryan, that guy that, again, I might have said good things about the offseason, but has not been very good over the past three seasons as a home favorite. He is two and six straight up, one and seven against the spread. Uh, so we'll start with Tennessee at the plus 155 mark. And you brought it up, Dan, last game. You had to throw it in there. I mean, why are the Raiders favored by two and a half points? Wow. And, they're and they're a disaster. Selfish. We're going to buy in. We're buying in. Let's ride with uh, our man, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Uh, it's a crazy, crazy spot for the Raiders. This is just a, a quick little side note. Uh, again, I just what I, th- I think things are a, a problem there in, in Las Vegas. Uh, and I think Denver is starting to get it figured out a little bit. Again, they have no problem moving the ball between the twenties. There's a big problem executing in the red zone and getting it in the end and, you know, punching it in. So, um, I'm hoping that that can correct itself, but the Raiders are the second team in the last 20 years to be 0 three straight up and then be listed as a favorite uh, with this low of an average margin margin of victory by minus uh, 4.3 points per game. And that other team was the Titans in 2009, who in week four lost by 20 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh my in God. 2009, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I mean. Crazy, crazy. Like David so, Garrard back then. I don't even know who the quarterback was back then. That was tough. Right. And I, so I think that this is really a spot of public perception. The the Broncos have been much more under the spotlight than the Raiders have been because they played in two primetime games. The Nathaniel Hackett antics and, you know, blunderbuss that have been going on have been way more under the public microscope. So I think this is all public opinion that Denver's super bad. But guess what? The Raiders have been no good either. So that. Take combined, let me give you that the number here. So combined, I think the Denver Broncos I had at plus 125. So plus 125 and plus 155 should give you something between uh, around plus 460, plus 475. Which is where we were last week. So, right. I mean, we're trying to hit. We're not trying to, you know, just give out some crazy number that's not going to hit. That's true. It's trying to hit. It, it Denver feels very scary to me. That feels like I am stepping in a cow. Let's ride, Dan. Let's ride. Let's no, ride. We gotta ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. McDaniels, though. No, we don't. let's ride. Let's ride. No, I'm not, I'm not wavering. Yes, I am, but no, I'm not. Um, the Broncos and the Titans. <laughs> I will ride or die. I rode with the Falcons and the Dolphins last week, which is the most Matty Ice parlay of all time. It was a it was a for the brand parlay. So we gotta ride with this one. Denver. And Tennessee plus four sixty somewhere in that area. Okay, the man is back. He's back on track. He absolutely nailed the narrative last week. I think it was obvious. Like it was so. When I, the more I thought about it, when I was leaving the podcast, the more I said to myself, "Yeah, this is probably going to happen because that's what we have to talk about in all the talk shows, right, Lou?" I mean, that was so easy. Dolphins over the Bills. Now the Dolphins are overhyped. And now they're losing on Thursday night. What say you this week? We have a lot of games this week that could like we got a lot like of the games. Narrative is really big I, in this week. I'll run through them real quick. So I had yeah. three that I liked a lot. Yeah, but I, I I couldn't pick it. 
I talked myself yeah. out of it. And I this, so this number three one, I'm glad I'm not taking it now because you're both on it. Yeah. That's... My first bet the narrative was the Buffalo Bills minus three. Oh. After Josh Allen was skipping rocks <laughs> to the pond, not able to beat the Dolphins. And that Baltimore secondary does not look good whatsoever. Mm. Right. It's I mean, they really don't look great at all. Josh Allen coming out, passing Stefan Diggs. I wouldn't be surprised if he has two touchdowns, uh, but that's not the number one pick. If you want to put it in, up to you. Also, I didn't want to mind meld like we did the first week, do a triple mm-hmm. mind meld, and then that doesn't come to fruition. So uh, let me help you guys by not doing that. How about that? Uh, number two, the Dallas Cowboys was it minus three, I believe, against the Washington. Yeah, three, three Rangers. and a half. Okay, and the reason this would be a narrative is because the Dallas Cowboys have to make a decision. Do they want to stick with Cooper Rush when Dak Prescott comes back if they keep winning? Super cool. Super cool. But that's not it. Or are they going to rush Dak back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But insert whatever noise a Jaguar makes, my friend, because we are riding with the Jacksonville plus six and a half. Uh, listen, uh, we're watching the Dolphins right now. They're 3-0. and They are not going to cover. It's not going to be anything whatsoever close. Uh, the Eagles, favorites, they're 3-0. and The Jaguars look real good. Trevor Lawrence looks really good. You were talking about the run game, everything like that. I, I just think uh, that feels like the right pick. It feels like we're always so down on the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is here to play. He was a number one overall pick after all. They got rid of that old coach that did weird stuff with college girls. There, Doug Peterson game. You, you, you pushed me into it even more. All right, revenge uh, game with Peterson. No. It's it's all right there on the wall for you. So, uh yeah, that that definitely that definitely fits the narrative. There's no question. Um, I think that are the Jaguars. It's weird this season. I mean, we only have two undefeateds left. Right. One of them is about to go down. So one undefeated left. Right. And then we only have two winless teams. So we don't have anybody amazing. This year. We don't have a great team this year. Mm-hmm. Which is and six and a half. You're telling me six and a half. Yeah. We can't, we can't cover that. Yeah. That's a lot of points. I feel like, feel like it's, it's the same thing last week. I, right. I know that the Chargers are banged up, but I mean, six and a half is a lot of points. It feels. Like. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Matt. What do you think? I mean, like I said, that was, that was just outside of my, you know, out of my five. I, I just, but you just you go, Oh, we don't have an amazing team this year. I mean, it could be the Eagles. We kind of did like the Eagles to be the amazing team we this year. That might defy all the odds. You know what I mean? So that's why this game tears my heartstrings as well. You know I mean? That one just, I'm, I'm on both sides there. And it hurts, it hurts me. And normally I love like it when I don't like it. That's when it hits. When you don't like it, you love it. Yeah. You think I want to bet on the Jaguars? You think I want to bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, you can't. Okay. You, you got to be uncomfortable betting in the NFL. Uh, got to be uncomfortable. If you're you not, if you are comfortable, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. So, lesson learned. That, that's, that's the motto. Last week, I hated it. Lou. I, I literally could not stand it. And, and it forced a hit. And this week, I, I, it's gross. And the Eagles are a step up in competition, but I love it. Dan, Dan actively vomited putting in the money line parlay last week. Actually, <laughs> and it saved my entire weekend. So uh, your ass. I, I don't want to make it an official number two, but I really there is part of me that's like Dallas with Cooper Rush if they win another one. I, I want I do want to bring up the fact that me and Dan just like totally like we are staying so far away from Carson Wentz. So far. I don't want I if this isn't the week that I'm not on them, where it's like the Cooper yeah. Rush train has to end and they got three and a hook. Nope, pass. No, thank you. I'll be fine somewhere else. You can keep keep the Olive Garden over there. Keep your breadsticks. I'm gonna eat over here. Like I don't need that in my life at all. And not for that. I mean, he was sacked what? I, I heard this eight times. What? But he was sacked five times in his first eight dropbacks. Yeah. His first eight dropbacks he had five sacks. I mean, Michael Parsons is gonna just eat this man yeah. alive. That that's the other part too. It, it's not just about Cooper Rush. It's uh, if if you could bet whatever over under for sacks for Michael Parsons, oh, just hammer oh, the over. I don't care what it is, just take it. No, this offensive line, this offensive line is a is a Swiss cheese. Oh, it's going to be bad. It, it might be really bad actually, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. 
We'll see. Uh, yeah, n- I don't want to put that game because Carson is an enigma. I don't know. What we, does. we didn't even bring it up in like all the other games. Like we just no. <laughs> just stay away. Nope, <laughs> not at all. I'm surprised the Chiefs Bucks rematch Super Bowl thing, but you know maybe it's overplayed. I don't know. So. Oh, oh, yeah. and uh, and the Giants are going to win. The Giants are going to win. Against <laughs> the Bears. Just, they probably yeah. are. They probably are. Play. It's probably the right uh, side, honestly. Yeah, for Giants or Bears, it will be three and one. It's terrible. That that is such a flip of coin, but it feels like a real. I I want to hear all the obnoxious Giants fans again. Now that they took their oh, yeah. last week, yeah, it's going to be back again. It's going to be bad. So I'm so glad that that wasn't the better narrative because that would have been way worse than. than I would Miami. never do that. I would never yeah. do that. That's never subject anybody to that. Gross. Thank you. Yeah, pretty gross. Pretty gross. Well, good luck to the Jets in Pittsburgh this week. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. No, nah, I don't love it either. Um, <laughs> I'm, or, I'm on Pittsburgh. So. Or the Jets plus three. Yeah, yeah. Jets, Jets plus three. Zachy Poo. I might, I might put that down. You never know. Zachy Poo's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that might be that might find its way into a round robin. That, that could find its way into a round robin. That it that, is down. I mean, that was that was four earlier. Now it's down to three. So that kid Not is there. a real mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bazing. I like that. Uh, on the blanks there, folks. Yeah, yeah. Maddie uh, in Vegas this weekend. I wish you could. I'm sure you wish you could be at that game and spend the whole weekend there. But uh, that I do. That I do. That is definitely on the bucket list now of going to a uh, Broncos Raiders game in Vegas for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'll uh, would love to go to Green Bay, the Mecca of NFL, but. To each their own. I, I just won't be able to make it. Also, rest in peace, Coolio. Gangster's Paradise. Finally ah. out of it. You know, what are you going to do? Um, but, but we'll be back next week, Matty. That's going to be great. And I think, I think, I think this might be our best year ever. I think so. Uh, it's starting that way. Let's hope we can keep it hot here. Let's hope, uh, you know, our, we do have some, usually some early season, uh, maybe luck might be it. You know, maybe some early season strategy that we're better at. Uh, but let's hope we can keep our numbers dialed in all year. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Gentlemen, we'll see you next week. And I think that the year of the dog will continue going into week number five as the season rolls along. We're almost at the quarter point. We will see how it all goes, ladies and gentlemen. But as we say every week, hope you have enjoyed it. Hope you listen next week. Again, Twitter for the picks on Sunday at the Sunday card. And you'll be hearing from us in week number five. Maddie. Especially this week, I guess we'll plug our nose with Denver Broncos and take them in the Moneyline Parlay. So what do we say? Let's ride. Let's ride to the Moneyline. We'll see you next week, everybody. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to the Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.